Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Race for the Ring, Episode 77, The Blended Family with Nikki Bartolo and former husband Ben Hedfeldt. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. I have two guests today. They have a very, very unique backstory. So Nikki Bartolo was married to Ben Henbond, and they basically didn't hit it off, say, for the end of the marriage. They divorced. Um, They do have a son together but decided to put their own, I guess, ghost in the closet at bay um, and also any ill feelings they had toward one another, which led to the divorce and basically focus on their son and try to be as amicable as possible, which is very commendable and something that I strive to do day in and day out as a divorced woman um, and mother of two. But to make it even more compelling, in my opinion, and I'm sure you'll agree, they then got married, um, not to each other again, but to others and embraced the other partners and always put each other, I don't want to say first, but the son first. So ultimately, they were obviously putting one another first too, because whatever was, you know, going to make their son most comfortable and feel at ease the most, they were willing to do so, even if it meant upsetting their new romantic partners and now husband and wife. 
lives. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We also talk about, you know, basically the steps that they took to achieve this really commendable um, relationship that they now possess with one another. And in addition to all of the personal connection that they still maintain and have clearly um, a love for one another in a newfound way, they're also business partners. They co-authored a book, which is a, a bestseller called Our Happy Divorce. They have... Um, both very significant and compelling professional backgrounds. Um, Nikki uh, comes from a lifeline of um, basically, you know, uh, professional athletes. Um, her family has the Deep Artolo Family Foundation. She gives back to the community in measurable ways on a regular basis, including some organizations such as the Metropolitan Ministries, Meals on Wheels, the Boys and Girls Club. The list goes on and on. Um, and is extremely involved in her Tampa Bay community where she resides with her new husband, Chad Cronister, who serves as the county sheriff, actually, um, in Hillsborough. So in addition to Nikki's compelling background and values and all of that, um, and I should mention it was the San Francisco 49ers family that she's associated with and part of, I should say, Ben is also accomplished in his own right. He's an investor. He's a board member, philanthropist, golfer, um, and very dedicated, as I mentioned, to his son and his new family that he has, as well as his divorced wife, former wife, Nikki. He and Nikki put together this book um, because they wanted to share all of their trials and tribulations with all of you, myself included, to sort of explain their journey through divorce and how it actually got them closer together in the end. So I'm really excited to have them both on. I want to kind of dive into some of that. I think there's a lot to be said um, about kind of blending the families and making it as, e as easy as possible for the kids that are involved in that process. I um, actually have not had the the uh, experience yet in that space where I'm in a position to bring someone um, that I'm romantically involved with in my children's lives. There have been a couple people since my divorce that my children were knew that I was dating. Um, I think maybe three um, in all honesty, which isn't that many considering I've dated a lot and I've been divorced about five years now. Um, but to that, they were situations where my kids knew them before I was like romantically connected to them. They were either like friends or friends of friends or something like that. So I'm not really ever had to have that hard chat with my kids and say, hey, you know, I'm dating this person and I really want you to meet them and so forth and so on. And even more, I guess, tricky for me is going to be telling my um, former husband that I'm in a relationship that's meaningful enough that I do want to uh, introduce them to my children. I think that when the time comes is going to be probably a, a hard conversation for me to have, um, you know, because it's like, I don't know. I think it's, it's, I don't want to say it's sad. I'm obviously divorced and I'm not getting back with this man, but <laughs> I think it's just, it's, it's, um, you know, it's hard. I think all around the whole situation is definitely hard and it's different for everybody. So I think they have a lot to share and really good insight and really good advice that we all can learn from. Even if you're not divorced, you could be basically getting involved with someone who is. So you can certainly 
benefit from this conversation, regardless of your situation. Before we get into that, um, I want to just thank everybody from the bottom of my heart for voting for me for that um, fab over 40 contest that I'm still involved in. I made the first cut. Um, They narrowed it down to the top 15 and I'm really blessed to say I'm in the top four, at least as I record this show. Um, I would love to obviously win. Um, I want to win not just for my own benefit, um, and I honestly mean this from the bottom of my heart. I am very honored to have even be selected for the contest. I'm grateful for your support to bring me to this point. Um, I also want to say that I have witnessed some really tricky and maybe tricky is the wrong word to use. Shady is probably a better word. Uh, <laughs> people who come out of the woodwork and there's apparently businesses that um, are, are put in place to like for these voting contests where you hire them to vote for you and pay for votes and stuff like that. And I just think that's really like lame. And I want to just come out and share that. I don't know if any of you have seen on my social media when there is, you know, whenever I would post about the, you know, the Fab Over 40 um, contest that I'm in. I don't know if contest is the right word to use. I guess it is. Um, You know, there'll be people from those different places asking me to DM them and, you know, they can vote for me. And I just want you to know that I did not do that at all, nor would I ever, because if I don't win on my own authentically, then what's the point, right? Um, And I also wouldn't want to steal the limelight from somebody else who's more deserving of the of the accolade but i do want to say that aside from the fact it sounds really fun and i'd love to share my story of success and try to inspire some of you um not that i'm super success i think we all have successes in our own right but i would love to share my own recipe that i've created for my own self to help others um there is a monetary award that's involved and i would really like to make a donation um with most of that actually toward um, a nonprofit. i am also going back to school so i probably you know would use some of that for that as well but i was i just found out that i got some grants and i had some scholarships because my grades were decent for when i was in college and my writing and stuff so i'm not really looking for that anymore i just really want to better the lives of other people so um anyway I just want to say thank you for those of you who did vote. And if you would be so kind to continue the momentum and hopefully push me over the edge to push me over the edge is like a perfect expression for the way my day was today. It's just crazy busy. Um, anyway, I would be very grateful if you would be kind enough to continue the momentum that the contest I believe concludes on August 19th. So um, just continue to vote, 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 look for my feed and Mindy.Barnett. Um, on Instagram and um, also MBN Associates PR uh, social media will be like sharing information about how we can continue to to um, to vote and hopefully move the needle for me. So that is that with that. And without further ado, I'm going to get right into this really fun conversation with Nikki DiPartolo and her former husband, partner in crime, partner in business, and partner in life still, Ben Heldfund. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to have two amazing guests, co-authors, and experts in the divorce phase. Nice to have you. 
Thank you for having Nikki us. And ben. Yes, thank you so of much. Of course. So let me ask you um, a few background questions that those of us who haven't read the book yet um, may not know. How long have you been? How long were you married? And how long have you been divorced? We were married about seven years, and we've been divorced for about double that. Yeah, for almost fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And when did you? Bo- you're both married, or I know Ben's married. Are yes, you married? I am Nikki? also married. Yes. Okay. And how long ago did you tie the knot with your new um, partners? I'm going on twelve years. Okay. And I just celebrated nine. Oh, that's so fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So without getting into the, the nitty gritty of why you got divorced, um, let's just talk about the steps you took when you decided you were going to get divorced. You have one child together, right? Is we that Asher? Yes, Asher? Okay. Okay. And how old is Asher now? He's 17. for another month. Yes. And then he's going to be 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. But he obviously was quite young when you did get divorced um, and decided to. So how did you kind of break the news to him? And what were some of the things that you did collectively to ensure that he felt that he was secure um, in his you know, lifestyle, family life, obviously relationships with both of you um, and not have a sense of fear. I, I actually speak from experience myself because I too am divorced, not married yet, um, but um, I am and I have two children and I kind of modeled my whole situation very similar to the way you do in terms of putting the kids first and making sure that I have an amicable, as amicable as possible relationship with my ex-husband so mm-hmm. that the kids don't feel the brunt of that. So exactly. um, you can kind of go back and forth. I'm, you know, whoever yeah. wants to talk, talk, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, yeah. So we, you know, I appreciate you not asking us about the, you know, the nitty gritty because at the yeah, end of the day, it's not necessary, right? You're well, all friends not- now. Everything's great. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, okay. it doesn't matter, um, you know, uh, who did what or who didn't do what. Um, and, and it doesn't matter to us because one of the reasons we sit here as friends, as best friends and, and can honestly say we love each other is because we don't live in that past anymore. We mm-hmm. were able to put it behind us um, and, and, you know, work out our sides of the streets and then uh, when it was appropriate to make amends to each other. Um, and one of the things that we did with Asher, although he was young, um, I had experience uh, in a high conflict divorce with my parents Uh, in the 80s War the roses. There was one way of doing it, you know, and it was all out war. Um, And the way it was brought to me, you know, uh, or broken to me was my parents um, came in the room and they said, we're getting divorced. That was the event. Um, After that, there was no space uh, to express how we felt. Um, or express how I felt. I'm sure my brothers and sisters went through the same thing. But uh, as a child, um, you know, all of a sudden something's wrong. Something's bad. I feel bad. Um, and there's no place to express that. So, How internal- old were you, Ben? Not to interrupt you, but how yeah, old were I, you? I was uh, 11, 12, I think. Um, it's hard, yeah, because yeah. you totally get what's going on. And, yeah, your whole life was, like, rocked, basically. Right, and there was, yeah. no, there was no room or space to express. Um, so I then internalized it and said, I don't feel, I feel bad. Therefore I must be bad. And, mm-hmm. and, and so we didn't get a chance as, as, as uh, kids to express uh, our, our emotions uh, about the divorce. What Nikki and I did was we tried to give Asher as much space, even though he was young um, to always sort of express himself. And, and when he 
um, you know, wanted to stay at someone Nikki's house a day longer or my house a day longer. There was no, oh no, well your mom had him three days, and I, you know, it, it was just we gave him leeway. We we didn't want that's him. That's great. I think that's yeah. key. I think a lot of people don't do that, and I find myself sometimes because my son is ten and he's now like at a point where he likes he's very close with me, but he needs this dad. He's a male figure, yeah. and my daughter yeah. is thirteen, and she would rather. I don't want to say rather spend time with me, but sometimes she's just looking to hang out with me. In our experience, it ebbs and flows. Yeah, it it changes by the week for sure. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I feel sad. I'm like, oh, yeah, daddy. I'm like, like, (laughs) I want to stab myself in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. If he makes him happy, like, is it really a big deal if he sleeps at my ex-husband's house like an extra night? Like, no. Right. Right. And then you get more experience. At least we got more experience with, you know. I would say something to Nikki and I would, my ego would be hurt and I would lash out at her and she would, you know, say something like, I'd lash back. Well, she'd lash back, but then she'd also say, you know, it ebbs and flows. It, like it changes. It, it does yeah. change. Two like years ago, he didn't want me. Right. You know, and, and so we went through that. That's experience thing of, of our life is, is. At different stages of their life, they gravitate to different parents for, for whatever reason, the emotional, what, whatever. It just sometimes they just, it, Sometimes it's one over the other. Right. Doesn't yeah. mean they love us any less, but that's the hard part that I always would think like, oh, what did I do? Does he not love me? And then I'm like, okay, just relax. Just everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're the parent. They're always going to love you. It's just, it's hard because you, I feel like, you know, the time's cut in half. So I want to have every second I can. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. All right. So continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to chime in with that because it's it's important, I think, to mention that. Because then you feel bad about yourself as a parent. Right. Like, oh, nobody what loves me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I think, too, like in the beginning with Asher, we did like six days and six days or like seven days. Yeah. And I, and you know, he came that's to me one day, time, like a really it? long time. And he, and he said to me, you know, mom, that's too long. And I said, okay, well let's like, let's figure it out. And I said, so do you want to do three? Do you want to do four? And I go, or as the weeks go, you just kind of like, tell me how it feels for you. Uh-huh. And I go, and we will work around your feelings. And I'm like, you know, when it was one of those things that you always have to keep telling him that, I mean, he's sort of one of those people pleasers. Like, don't worry. It's not going to affect like yeah. our feelings. So right. it has yeah. nothing to do with us. Yeah. It has to do with yeah. you and the fact that you need to be happy. So whatever yeah. makes you happy, because I, I, I mean, I think too, sometimes he's like, oh, but he was little. He's like, well, I don't want to make mom upset. And no, I don't want to make dad upset. And one, you know, and, and the other thing is, you know, that's the space that I was talking about that, that when he does do that, yeah, it hurts my ego. And yeah, I'm like, you know, uh, I probably yell at Nikki, uh, you know, for probably, you know, buying him off or something, but the, uh, <laughs> I'm good for that too. Right. Nikki. But, but, yeah. but the, that's the space that, that we, go somewhere? Do you, want to do something? you know, that we afford him to express that. And yeah. I would never say that to my mom uh, about wanting to spend an extra day at dad. I mean, it would it would have been like I had taken out a knife and and, and tried to stab her. I mean, it's yeah. it was that kind of you know it was that kind of toxicity and that kind of um, yeah. you know uh, yeah. we were used as blocking tackling tools. But with Asher, when he at the end, you know when I simmer down a little bit, I'm like that is a good sign. 
you know, that's a good sign that he is expressing himself, that he feels comfortable enough, that there's um, an open enough um, to, to be able to do that. That's great. So let's get into when you started dating, maybe not necessarily your spouses, but when you started in the dating space, how did you, first of all, how did you handle it with between yourselves? I mean, and I'm imagining like, you know, you didn't get divorced and you weren't best friends like the second day. Although I have to say for me, we kind of were. In fact, my ex-husband helped me move into my new house, which was like Mm. really nice. But we were divorced for a couple of months before we actually sold our marital home. So it was, we had that time, I think, Mm -hmm. to sort of heal a little bit because that was an ugly time for sure. But anyway, um, when did you start talking about dating? And I mean, I'm now divorced, give you a little perspective, five years. And I've been in some relationships, um, but he hasn't really been in, not that he'd be involved in them, but he's, we have an understanding similar to what I read you guys did, um, where you didn't have a revolving door. We have this situation where one of us, if we're in a relationship for four months, then the children can be introduced. So at that point, you kind of feel like that person's not going away, at least for the foreseeable future. But neither one of us have really been in that situation yet. So we have, we don't talk about our dating life with one another at all. It's like funny because people ask me, is so-and-so dating? Do you know if he's dating? And I'm like, I think he's dating, but I don't know. We don't really sit there and, you know, chit chat about our dating life and stuff. But anyway, all right. So I'm just yeah, curious how you handle talk, that. We talked about our dating. I don't really think we wanted to know the nitty gritty of what each other was doing. Yeah, I don't want to know either. I mean, you know, yeah. I did say to Ben at some point because I knew his door was revolving a little more than mine was. <laughs> Guilty. I, I, I would say, what, what do I say? It's yeah, like turnstile in his house. Yeah, yes. diamond and Mercedes <laughs> diamond. and Chanel. Chanel, whatever. Was one, that wasn't clothes or jewelry. Right. Um, so and funny. I said to Ben one day, I said, hey, just do me a favor don't introduce all these girls to Asher. And I said, it's not going to be good for him and he's not going to understand it. And until there's somebody that means something to you, they shouldn't, they should never meet our son. And when she said that, this is, this is where (laughs) this transition or this, you know, because we had done the work on ourselves Mm -hmm. separately and then, you know, made it right with each other by making amends. My first reaction was not, you know, uh, right. Well, (laughs) internally I was like, who the hell is this woman to tell me who I can't and can't bring around my son? She has no right. This is what goes on in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I was able, but I was able to stop pause and not see Nikki the way that I would have seen her if I continued and not done the work on myself. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, And so she was right. And I, and I had the conversation, it was probably a little brief, you know, conversation in my head, but she, at the end of the day, she was right. And if I can put ego aside and all of our past, uh, behind us, mm-hmm. it is not a good idea for me to bring Mercedes, Diamond, Chanel, Coco, uh, a, a, around my son, especially when he's so vulnerable because he just had this experience exactly. with his mom and dad. Yeah. So I said, I, I, I made that, you know, it wasn't in any divorce decree or whatever they call parenting plan, but I just made that plan with i made that deal with her and i said you're right nikki i won't uh and i started dating my wife and i think it was like eight or nine months um before i introduced her to uh asher and how did you do that did you just say this is someone special in my life or how did you bring that into his life interesting you asked that so um oh how so the i told nikki 
and she knew that I was dating Nadia, and and I kept her informed because she has a right to know. I mean, at the end of the day, we I didn't tell her, you know, what Nadia and I were doing in the bedroom or yeah. where we went on vacation, yeah. right? But, yeah. but at the end of the day, I said. Nikki, it's been eight, nine months, maybe even longer. But I'm, I want to introduce Asher to Nadia. So she knew the, uh, right. along the whole way. And, uh, you know, we did it. Uh, I think a lot of people do this. And it's it's pretty silly because kids are smarter than that. But uh, or, or so I found. But um, we bumped into each other at the mall. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, on the first, oh, Sweet hey, friend. you want to go yeah. get something to eat? You know, and then we went to this Mexican restaurant and they played Uno. Um, but the interesting story, and Nikki can tell this because she does it so well, is how, excuse me, Nikki and Nadia met. Okay. Or were introduced. Yeah, I want to hear that. So, That's interesting. Whenever Asher was at his dad's house, I would call him every night and say goodnight to him. I think I would call you. Well, whatever. Well, anyways. I would perfect. Um, we would, yeah. So I would make sure I got to speak to him every night. So one night, I'm t- on the phone talking to him, and he says, "Hey, mom, Nadia is there." And I said, "What?" And he said, "Do you know Nadia?" And I was like, "I, I know who Nadia is, honey, but I don't know Nadia." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, here, talk to her." Oh God! Gives her the phone. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. That's funny. Like, what on earth? And so, I mean, I, I I wish that someone would have been sitting next to me to see my face. Yeah. But it was his way of saying, hey, mom, here's this girl. Here's this girl that's around us and that's spending time with dad and I. You should know her. It's too. time. It's time. That's, it's time. that's actually was, good. He wanted you all to be together. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, and so that kind of thing. Um, Nikki you know uh started dating chad who you know they know we knew and we, we all knew each other and you know talk that about was a little wait, weird chad for him, was chad friends with you ben yeah he i mean he was, we, he was like a family he was a family oh, friend okay. he was he was you know an acquaintance and and uh so, so, so asher, asher knew, knew him already right. okay got right. it okay um and you know talk about a you know a test to this newly found path that that nikki and i were going down is, is the first guy she starts dating is some guy that uh we all knew mm-hmm. um and it was you know it's tough it, it, it's tough it's tough for women it's tough for men uh yeah. you, you know but i could speak from the, from the male part having uh, you know, another man around your son is a difficult. I was uh, going to disp- ask you, doesn't it yeah, make you feel a little bit vulnerable? Despondent, and, yeah. vulner- all the above, all those negative, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. melting pot of emotions. But mainly, what 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 is the overlying primary emotion is the ego, mm-hmm. and, and you know, or a blow to the ego. And, and I remember. And this is where, you know, Nikki and I sort of faked it till we made it. Um, we were at a baseball game, Asher's baseball game, and I was coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the kids would run off and see their parents and the coaches would be stuck cleaning out the dugouts. Uh, but Chad was at the game with Nikki. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Asher ran over to Chad and Nikki and gave him hugs. And I remember walking over and going, OK, here it is, Ben. You know, <laughs> here's this moment like you're yeah, either going to, you know. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way about it's like right. my daughter ran over yeah. to, or my son to another woman with my ex-husband. It sucks. Yeah. And, and and so I walked over there and I was like, OK, here's your moment. Like what's best for Asher? This is what's best for yeah. Asher. And and meanwhile, you know, it's like a washing machine on on full rinse cycle inside of me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I went over and I, before I even said hi to Nikki, I gave Chad a hug, you know, oh, and, that's and just, nice. Yeah, it was not nice for me, but you know, 
it's so hard. Maybe I'll just choke him out right there. Oops. I hugged him too hard. But, but, you know, so, but what it was, was it was sort of disarming, right? It was a disarm, but most importantly for Asher, that it is okay for you to love this man for you. I mean, cause they were getting serious at the time and you know, it's just okay. And, That's and awesome. it, it probably looked really awkward. It probably, you know, <laughs> felt awkward for Chad, for me, for yeah. Nikki, but I don't think it was awkward for Ashley. And that's no. the main thing. And and then eventually, you know, we've all, you know, over the past many years, um, it was actually Nikki uh, who called me out on my BS because uh, I wasn't I was on the fence about uh, whether to get married again mm-hmm. or even marry uh, Nadia. And she called me out and she said, you are being an effing idiot. <laughs> marry that woman. Wow! Uh, you will not you will not find anything better, and you will end up uh, oh alone and old, uh, <laughs> like your, like your father. Oh my God! Did you always say that? I do. Nikki, you sound awesome. I want you to be my best date. So let me ask you this: So you're you're obviously really close. Um, you have businesses yeah. together. You know, you have your book. You've like your you know a variety of different um events and things like that that you do together. Um, you know professionally, I mean, speaking, and then obviously personally too, I read that you went on a vacation alone together with your son. Um, <laughs> Not only vacation, uh, we went to a safari. You went to like another continent. You went to Africa, yeah, well, right? In the bush, uh, you know, camping in South Africa, or not South Africa, Botswana, uh, just the three of us. That's And so nobody cool. was fed to the lions. And you were both yeah. with your significant others then? Or your, or no? Mm-hmm. Yes, you were? Yeah, and they, they didn't come. And, and We haven't figured out a way to say this. Not because they weren't invited. They were but invited. They didn't, they they, they didn't, didn't want to go. They didn't want to. You guys had two little we had two little ones, and her husband's a sheriff of Hillsborough County, so he, you know, taking yeah. you couldn't be gone uh, that. Oh, days off. Yeah. But even still, like they seem to be very understanding of your relationship with one another and the importance of keeping that um, solid. So, can you share some tips about, or just advice to people listening that may? And I don't think that's. I mean, that's awesome. I think I I would love to be besties with my ex husband's wife or girlfriend one day if he has one, and vice versa. I just don't think that's so easy, you know, to it's, it's so what's I, the recipe us, to success? I think in the beginning, we kind of, we didn't like lay down the law per se, but we kind of did like with each of our significant others, we kind of laid out what we were trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I don't even think that we knew we were going to accomplish what we have now. No doubt. But I think they both needed to be like feel secure in the fact that like we didn't want each other. There was a reason why Mm-mm. we got divorced. Been like, there, done that. Like we- <laughs> Oops, did I say that out loud? Sorry, I have That's that so like, funny because so sometimes me- I get asked, you want to get back together with your ex? Because I'm so close. <laughs> no. and I'm like, no. Like, yeah. Honestly, no. our sons used to say yeah. that to us. But if you guys get along so well. How come you couldn't be together? We're like, yeah, we get along like this. Yeah, like yeah. brother, sister. Like brother, and sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Same. I think they had to understand. And because I think sometimes the jealousy factor gets in the middle of that. They have egos too. I mean, right, yeah. And so it's like, listen, yeah. I don't want, like, I don't want him. Like, he's yours. You take him. But what we're trying to build together, if you want to be part of our lives, you guys have to kind of like, 
do what we did. Yeah, like it, you have to show up, fake it till you make it, put on your big boy pants, and it's not. It, out. it sounds a little apathetic, but I think that it, like Nikki and I from the beginning, even before we met Nadia or Chad or or whomever, mm-hmm. um, made a commitment when we decided to get married. We made a commitment to have when we had Asher. Uh, and we still have that commitment and should have that commitment when we decided to divorce. Those were our decisions. And those weren't our sons. He had no choice in any of those, you know, key moments, mm-hmm. rite of passages in, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so coming out of the divorce, we decided to put our son first. Mm-hmm. And, and what that truly means is for us is that we didn't ever stop being parents, whether we were married or not. So when it came time to bring other people into our lives, uh, I, we were, I, I believe now, because we, we have this life, uh, so we were that committed that if there were any signs of disruption or uh, a disturbance in the force with our partners, I, I, I truly believe that they probably wouldn't be in our lives. That's what I was right going to ask you, like how far, like how committed. But yeah, I would be the same way. I think if someone wasn't willing to like accept my relationship with my ex-husband, um, you know, and honor that and all of the above, then I definitely would have to cut them free because my kids come first yeah. and the kids need that relationship. Right, yeah, they they enjoy and, that. You know, the fact yeah, that we can go and, to dinner and, together or the four of us. Exactly. Yeah. And how, how 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 great is that? And now we go to dinner with the what seven of us? That's so fun. Kids. Yeah. And we go on vacation, That's and awesome. my kids. That's my dream. You know, my mm-hmm. yeah, and my kids are. I mean, she's like mom too, and there's no ego with my wife with not Nikki taking you know um, our daughter to go get her nails done or whatever. Right. So it's just all this stuff, oh, and that's it sounds so great. That's great. It's great, and it sounds if you're listening to it, I understand it. It sounds it's like, like it's a land of what rainbows, you? You know, <laughs> unicorns, rainbow waterfalls, yeah. <laughs> and unicorns, right? No, it's hard eat? work, and it's an ongoing it process. Work. Yeah. But if you had told us 14 years ago. That this was going to be the way it was going to be in 14 years, we would have looked at you sideways and yeah, said, "You are out of your mind." We just want to be in the same room together. Mm. We just want to be in the same My room. Family thought we were crazy in the beginning. Oh yeah, they probably still do. But you know, yeah. we want to be in a situation where Asher, you know, after a school play, walks over to us and he doesn't have to think there. Do I? Did I hug mom last time or did oh, I hug dad? Who should I go yeah. over to? Yeah, because that, that's what I went through. That's right. the experience yeah. I had. Yeah, and so we just wanted to be in the same room together. Yeah. whatever it was, and then it just sort of evolved and we like we said we faked it till we made it we put the ego aside there were tons of uh, of hurdles and roadblocks and we got knocked down um and, and i'm sure the same thing happened with you know nadia and chad and and yet it just sort of happened and and, and this is beyond our wildest imag- imaginations uh or, or even possibility 14 years ago that's fantastic so it sounds ridiculous it is ridiculous but no it's it's, uh, ama- yeah. it's amazing you're completely putting him first as as he should be and i completely agree with that philosophy i say that all the time my kids didn't choose this life. I didn't come from a divorced family. My parents right. are actually yeah. celebrating their 50th on Sunday. Oh, uh, so awesome. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister's married and it was like very, like, I felt like, oh, yeah. I'm a divorced person. So I just didn't want them to yeah. come from this split situation and feel like they... We're like the same, you and I. Yeah, we, we are. are like the same. Yeah. Come out and hang out in Tampa. All right. So as we wrap up... I'd be happy to come to New York. Yes, come. Yeah. Come, come, come. Yeah, yeah don't you know, come I, to New York. I'm actually I'm going back to school um, to get my degree in psychology, like uh, my graduate graduate school, I should say, to get wow. my um, degree in clinical psychology. And I'm going to write a 
book about, I've written a few books like yourself, but I'm going to be writing a book about parenting from that perspective mm. and stuff. So I'm going to hold on to your information and use you as sources because I love your philosophy. I think you're great, great leaders in that space for sure. Um, so as we wrap up, can you share where everyone can find you about your book, like all the good details that we need to share? And we'll put it all in the show notes too. Well, I definitely yeah, need to have you back on and further discuss this topic and dive into. Yeah, we'd love to. I mean, we, we we always say we're not lawyers, doctors. No, but you you're know, speaking coaches. authentically from your own experiences. Yeah. All yeah. we have is our experience and, and and our hope that we can give to people. And, mm-hmm. and if you're sitting there going, uh, "Yeah, but my ex," or "Yeah, but my partner," you know, "Yeah, but my ex over here too," <laughs> then but just stop and and, and just yeah. open up some space for curiosity that it's possible. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what our books about it's hope um you can find it at amazon anywhere books are sold um our our social medias are quite easy everything at our happy divorce awesome all right thank you guys have thank Thank you you so much i appreciate it okay bye thank you for listening to the race for the ring if you like today's episode please write us a review they can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date i'll catch you next week and in the meantime be sure to say hi and follow me on instagram facebook twitter and linkedin my handles and contacts are in the show notes it's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate bye bye Today's episode was brought to you by Furco's Fine Jewelry. The family-owned business is best known for their handcrafted statement pieces, engagement rings, and fashion finds. Visit them on Instagram at Furco's Fine Jewelry and make them your go-to when shopping for a special gift for a loved one, friend, or for yourself. Race for your ring and use special code MINDY15 at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Happy shopping!